This Garden Chat is proudly brought to you by Fine Music Radio. Well, it's good morning again on this perfect day. I think this is the perfect time to start a new project in the garden. For those who are fortunate enough to have a very established garden with large trees and overgrowing vegetation, the idea is usually to get stuck in and either start hacking back to get that neat and conformed look we believe to be the right thing, or we just start removing plants to create more space. Before diving into a rush project like this, give it a bit more thought and consider a new natural look without all the puffing and puffing and gallons of sweat. Sometimes our gardens just outgrow us in a natural way. It could also be that we use the wrong plants in the wrong position in the first place. You remember that shrub you bought years back and were told it would grow to two meters? And now it's twice the size and seemingly wants to continue growing. Much the same problem Jack had with his beanstalk. The neighbouring plants have done the same thing, all pushing and pulling to get to the light through that impenetrable mass. The exact same process happens in nature, and this is the perfect environment for certain insects and skulking birds of prey like the boo-boo, flycatchers and many others. Let's keep the interest in wildlife, but modify the garden to make it more accessible to us. The object of the exercise is to get us into the garden instead of just looking at it from the outside. Plot a pathway into that wilderness and start off by removing the lower branches of trees and shrubs that restrict access. By doing this, we open it up and raise the canopy to allow in more light. Instead of removing some of those tall bushy shrubs, trim the lower branches up to a point where we can actually walk underneath them. You will find that a lot of smaller sub-shrubs and ground covers have died back completely due to the lack of light. The forest floor can be re-established with suitable ground covers and pathways can be mulched. If space allows, create a small open area where you can place a small table and chair, great for children's picnics and the perfect secret hideaway. It might just be the perfect place for you too. Well, another concern is the use of creepers and climbers in the garden. Sometimes we get totally put off climbing plants because most of them get out of hand and become a maintenance nightmare. Don't blame the plant, just find the correct specimen for the right position and purpose. Good examples of runaway climbers include ivy, the ficus sticky creeper and many of the bignonia family. Certainly not suitable for smaller gardens. In most cases, their growth habit is not restricted to a certain size and they just carry on growing, sometimes completely covering buildings and smothering trees and other vegetation. Ivy is used extensively to cover walls as they develop stem roots to attach themselves. Their vegetative growth phase is fast and aggressive, climbing up anything that stands still long enough. A warning, don't fall asleep near your ivy. They do require a lot of maintenance and keep in mind that they also get out of control as a ground cover, smothering everything in sight. So think carefully before planting ivy. In the end, it's just about the wrong advice and choice of plant. The answer in most cases is to select smaller, more dainty-like creepers and climbers having a more limited growth effect. Examples are Thumbergia elata, the black-eyed Susan, which I'm sure you all know, which comes in yellow, orange and pink flowering varieties. And then there's our very own South African Clematis, Clematis brachiata, with its massive white flowers in spring 
and it is very much unused in our gardens. Our very own jasmine, Jasmina multipetitum, and others are the perfect scented climbers for small semi-shady areas. Like the black-eyed Susan and Clematis, they do need a structure of sorts to climb up like a lattice, fence or ornamental obelisk. Canary creepers, which can get up to get into the trees and shrubs, are not aggressive. So they don't take over and are easy to maintain if so required. The exotic trackless burnum jasminoides, also known as the Chinese jasmine, is also a popular twiner with highly scented flowers. It has a limited growth size and requires minimum effort to keep neat if desired. Another interesting concept is the use of flower towers or centre towers. This really is just a roll of fencing material about 50 centimetres or more in diameter and as high as you like. Secure the upright tower with stakes and plant up with your favourite creepers. In the past, these towers were used to good effect with sweet peas in the spring, and when flowering was finished, the tower was placed back in the garden shed. A bit of a waste considering it can be used as a permanent feature. Well, to end off today, I urge you to think of a few new creative garden ideas this summer. And until next week, it's goodbye from me. This garden chat was proudly brought to you by Fine Music Radio. Mm-hmm.